Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me is ever Steve Harmison. Looking back at uh, day three in Adelaide, uh, where uh, once again, England collapsed in a massive heat. But um, at dinner or lunch or whatever it's called, I was actually feeling like maybe I've been a little bit too negative following day two. Well, I wasn't and I'm not. Anyway, let's look back at all the action here on following on. So if you're joining us, thanks for doing so. You are uh, you are obviously um, into masochism because essentially, or, an, or Australian, um, because to give you an idea of just how bad it got on day three at Adelaide, people were even starting to compare it to Adelaide 2006. Now, I'm going to be with a man who was bowling that day. I myself was there watching um and uh i'm not sure kind of got that bad but then i've just been having a little look at the scorecard from 2006 and i've got a few points to make possibly this has been even worse england at dinner were 140 for two joe root and david milan both past 50 and uh, was some way off australia's first innings total surely they were going to be able to bat through the day especially when you consider Josh Hazelwood and Patrick Cummins are not playing in this match. Uh, the ball, the new ball was, uh, was well, well gone. There was still another 40 overs to the new ball. It wasn't going to be dark for about three hours. Well, unfortunately not. Joe Root's dismissal with a score on 150 set about uh, a collapse. 19 runs, four wickets, Butler going for a duck, Pope for five. And that was it pretty much afternoon session which yielded 57 runs and four wickets 23 of those runs were scored by Chris Wokes towards the end of it and uh, England didn't really last long after uh, the tea break either Um, Wokes went for 24 Robinson another duck I think that's the 48th duck of the year and then Stokes finally woke up and decided to smash a few balls he was ninth man out for 34 Stuart Broad wore a couple and uh, England bowled out. The um, I'm not sure who was more disappointed that Australia didn't enforce a follow-on. Shane Warne, who wanted a day off, or Marcus Harris, who had to come out and bat. But unfortunately, there was no reprise of 2017 when Anderson was 
spellbinding, listless, all of England. And uh, it was only a run out of Warner that gave uh, any cheer to the Barmy Army who sang uh, long after the final ball had been delivered. Right, let's get on with talking about uh, what occurred on day three at Adelaide. Story of the day. Oh, man, so, Harmy, um, can this test match really be held up alongside, I don't know, held up, but held low, held down, next to what happened in Adelaide 2006? Was it really Um, that bad? Was Adelaide 2006 really that bad? No, no. Adelaide, pretty grim. Adelaide 2006. This, this is worse. I'm not saying it because I've played in the game, but this is worse. This is really this is 100 times worse. We got, no, we got 500. It can't, it can't be 100 times worse. We got 550. Yeah, we, we yeah, batted exactly poorly. and lost. We batted poorly in one afternoon. We had one, one afternoon tea time where we, we, because we were so insecure, struggling for confidence in a side, we didn't know how to set the game up. That was probably the, our, our fault in. 2006 i can we still remember actually giles dropping ponting you know yeah i still well, haven't this, do you know what this, I've, this, I've team, seen this team this team has just this team has just capitulated this team's gone from 120 220 for two to to 230 all out this team is you know i'm talking about you know this this team has got an 80 and a 60 out of 230 yeah we got 550 <laughs> we got a double 100 and 150 in that test match you know, we played against the best side, arguably one of the best sides of all time in Warren and McGrath. We were poor one afternoon and we didn't score quickly enough because of two absolute geniuses in Warren and McGrath put a spell on us. And we didn't know how not only to counteract how great they were, but set the game up. And we died so much of it in a hole, we couldn't get out of it. It's as simple as that. You could give these, you could give these a crane and they'll still never get out of the hole that they're in. I'm sorry. I, I, I gave up last night, oh, this morning. I got up out of bed this morning. You know, I texted you at, what, 10 past four, five past four? Yeah, you... To say, you know, good you, morning. You, you texted um, me after about a minute of play. I nearly went back to sleep because I got up, quarter to four, usual alarm, because I've obviously been on breakfast the last two days. So got myself a cup of tea, put the telly on and thought, what's going on? We're 30 for two. I thought, we've had, we've had a good over. But we didn't realise we had claimed the, the half an hour before. I didn't realise we'd start early. So I was going to go back to bed. I was going to go back to bed because I thought, like, as cricketers are, superstitious. When things are going well, you stay in the same position. I nearly switched off then. And I, and I thought, I wish I had of. But I watched it, got to lunch like you and thought, you know what? We've got, we've got something going here. I mean, our boys are playing well. Milan's leaving it well. Root looks good. They're coming back the way Milan defended. Root, that way defended Lyon. I thought... Yeah, he looks good here. He hit the ball square, the wicket, played some beautiful shots, David Milan, along with Joe Root, continued the form he's been in in 20, 2021, thinking, right, we have a chance here, lunchtime. Brilliant. Here we go. And then when Josh Butler nicked off, I got the two dogs and went for a walk. <laughs> I, I did. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I give up. I did. I give up. I, I, I know you're, the job that you're in, you had to sit there and go through it. I got the two, I got the two greyhounds out the, and I went. And I went for a long walk and I came back just after tea and Chris, uh, Chris Wilkes is playing like Bradman. I thought, oh, we've got a little bit of a, a little bit of a fight and a counter back, but Stokes, like I've said many times over the, and I'm, uh, and people might say, oh, you're defending him because of his Durham boy. England, have, Ben Stokes has carried England for a long period of time now. And when England needed to carry Ben Stokes to get him back up to speed because of no 
warm-up time and preparation. And I know you said he should have played in that three-day game as opposed to possibly playing that first day. Hang on, hang or an on. idea of, or an idea of yeah, doing I, that to get I heard him back you, up to speed. I heard you mentioning me on Cricket Collective. My wife as well was listening. And she was like, she heard you say, oh, John Norman said this. And my <laughs> wife was like, she never listens as well. She was like, she's like, oh, don't you find that really odd? when you hear someone talking about you on air. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, not really. What I find odd is that he's misquoted me and he's slamming me. <laughs> he's like, oh, I didn't even realise he was criticising you. But I said, but we- I said in hindsight. In hindsight, yeah. In hindsight, wouldn't it be have been a better idea for Stokes to play the, the uh, Lions game rather than the first test? But, but we're not good enough for that. Well, mate, we're not good enough with Stokes in the blinking so i mean it it was it's ridiculous and let, let's not also forget so at lunch or dinner or whatever it's blinking called on a day nighter england were 140 for two and i thought we played really well you know we got off to quite a quick start as well i think that probably mm. helped nisa and um uh, richardson they didn't really bowl really after the first they're not they're, they're not they're not hazelwood and they're not they're not absolutely. even absolutely so you know you're thinking hang on so they're not really showing showing. I mean, I think Ponting was slamming Richardson on uh, on TV, but I'm, I haven't got that feed. But and then you got so basically it's Stark, Lyon, who was always going to be a handful on our WhatsApp group. We knew that as soon as Lyon came on, he was going to be a, a problem, and and of course he was. But you got Green and just see off Stark. That's what's so disappointed me with Butler's dismissal. Just see him off. You know, he can only bowl four Actually- over spell. I actually thought he was injured. I, I text you. I thought yeah, he, did, he was yeah. holding his side because when you watched him bowl, he was bowling full. And whenever whenever you, you're struggling with your side, it's the snap that does it. So your, your sort of comfort is to try and bowl it that little bit fuller. So it actually helped him. It, it helped him because the fuller he was bowling, it was getting it to swing. He didn't really bowl any sort of length balls or back of a length balls or too many short balls because I think there was maybe some stiffness in the side because I picked up on that a little bit earlier. And but he was getting the ball to, to shape a little bit. But I agree. They, they didn't get, they didn't, you know, just see, just see him off. And I watched Milan and Root and I thought, yeah, we've got, we've got something going here. I thought and at least we come... bat, that bat the day. I mean, I thought, okay, maybe we'll yeah. get bowled out with about an hour to go. But I thought flat pitch, sun's out. Richardson and, and Nisa aren't bowling particularly well. There's no Cummins and Hazelwood. Essentially, you've got three bowlers to deal with, including Cameron Green and Stark, who can only bowl four over spells. And somehow we still managed to lose four wickets for 19 runs and then get bowled out for 236. I mean, that's that's poor. I mean, this is like when the comparisons or the talk about 2006 has started coming in. I was thinking, really? That was awful. I mean, that was like a horror, seven-hour horror show on day five. But then, as you say, when you look at that Australia side, also, they had a 12th man who was bloody Rudy Kurtzen. Mm. You know, Strauss has given out. If Strauss isn't given out, I don't think England lose that. I, I just don't. No. I just don't see how. There was a few given out. I got a shocker as well off McGrath, LBW. Yeah, you, you did. Know, and so did Anderson. You're right on the top of the pad. Yeah, there I know. There was quite a few in that game. That entire series, Kurtzen, he, he gave Strauss out incorrectly twice. And he gave out every single one of our top... I remember this because I was so angry about it. He gave out every single one of our top six out incorrectly. 
you know, over I the course think, of that series. And can you remember Andrew Simons? I think Australia got to him. You up? Can you remember Andrew Simons at, at uh, the MCG? Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry to go, go on. I'm still not No, no, no. I would, that that come, on, comes back nicely about to that. It. That 2006, the side that we played, we were in the game for a, a large proportion of that game. And even this morning, you know, I'm sitting there at lunchtime, I'm going, you know what? If we bat for if we bat for the rest of the day, it wouldn't be a bad thing if we get bowled out for about 350. We we give away 70 run lead. Yeah. If we bowl at the right time. Because then we met we put pressure on Australia. We get we get the ball in the right time. We're still in the game. Our tails are up. We've got bowlers that can you can utilize this wicket with a with a with a swinging ball. If we bowl them out for 150, chase 230 to win. I would have took that. I would have took that because that was the, the, the way I thought, you know what, that's how we're going to win the game. We're not going to get 600. We're not going to, we're not going to get 600 and then, and then just, just, just sort of bat once. So I, I thought, I thought the best thing for us would be to get bowled out around about the time when the ball was doing a bit. And then we could, then we could create pressure on Australia and see how they handle the pressure. But that middle session, it was absolutely abject and embarrassing. And yeah, you, know, you can talk about and John, we're gonna we're gonna dissect what's gonna happen and we can talk about and the same things will be talked about after 2006, after 17 when we were there. We talk about status of English cricket, we'll talk about first class structure, we'll talk about red ball game. It's all absolute nonsense. Because if you look at this test team right now, and a lot of a lot of it we'll talk about we'll, we'll this will come for later on, but we're just gonna touch on it a little bit. You've got yeah. Hamid, he's a four-day cricketer. You've got Burns, he's a four-day cricketer. You've got Root, who's been turned into a four-day cricketer because he's the one I feel sorry for. Root is the one I feel sorry for. He's England captain. He's the, I still think he's the best, one of the best multi-format players we've got and ever had. And he didn't play, he's not played in the T20 World Cup or T20s or IPL because they tried to prioritise his rest and rotation to get himself right for this Ashes which is just baffling, right? So he's turned into a four-day cricketer. Milan's not. Stokes is all all time. Pope is a four-day cricketer. So you look at four out of your top six of proper four-day cricketers because they don't really play white ball cricket for England, apart from Milan and apart from Milan and Stokes. You got Wokes, another one. You got Robinson, Broad, and Anderson, four-day cricketers. Now we can talk about English cricket structure as much as you blew, you want. You're blowing the face. We've got, and you talk about white ball cricket and say, right, we prioritise white ball cricket. We do, when times are played. We've got seven players there who predominantly play white, uh, red ball cricket only. Whether they're the, the rest and rotated, right time and get going or whatever. But we've got, we've got seven players who only play red ball cricket. And we are getting beat by, for me, a second-rate Australian side. Because I don't think these are very good. No, I really don't. They're not. I, don't, I really don't. No, I totally agree. I don't think they're particularly good either. They're, they're good in home conditions. They're good when they're on the front foot. Hmm. That That's the key with this Australia side. But again, it's just smiles are plenty. It's like, as you said, we were messaging, messaging each other. They, 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 they're not even being made to work hard. Hmm. You know? That's, that's the horrible thing. That is the horrible thing. And And, and look, I get it. I really do. I know where Rory Burns is at. Trust me. I know where Josh Butler hasn't even got close to where I was in 2006. 
Not even close. If you is think it... you look at that scorecard from 2006, it's in front of you. I bowled the first ball, a second slip in, in Brisbane. Not got any wickets. Went round the park. I'm the second, in the first innings, I've bowled 25 overs for 96. I think it was 96 or 98. Gone round the park. Not got a wicket. Didn't get any wickets. in the, you know, Hardly any wickets in the first two test matches. We're going to Perth. It's the only wicket that's going to suit me in Australia. It's the only thing that kept me in the side. And I get rolled out again. The best thing for me probably would have been just to send me home. I was in bits. I was all over the shop. I had no idea what when if my left foot was gone from my right foot. I was in such a daze. It was ridiculous. I don't think Joss has got there yet. And I don't think Rory Burns has got there yet. But if we don't hurry up and look after these guys, we might get there very, very soon. And I'm not saying drop them. I'm not saying you've got to you know, throw them under the bus or anything like that. All I'm saying is from somebody who's had experience of being at the bottom and still made to throw to get thrown out and get thrown out and get thrown out again and again and again at Perth, at Melbourne, at Sydney. It's a hard place and a horrible place to be. So as much as you can throw criticism at them, they're human beings and they've got to be looked after. And I think that's the, that's the story now from the selectors and from the captain and from these players around them to make sure that if they're right to play, they play. And you look after them when they're on there. But if they're not right to play, take them out of the firing line, for God's sake, for their own, for their own sake. Is because it- I wish somebody had took me out. I don't wish somebody had took me out of the firing line because I got better and better and better. But I tell you what, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, the place I was, walking off that field at Adelaide after not getting a wicket at Brisbane, bowling the first ball to second slip, going for nearly 100 in the first innings. In a game, we should have, you know, we got 550 and got beaten. Is, is it an Australia thing? Is it a five-test thing? Is it just uh, the pressure of it being the, the, the pinnacle series in cricket thing? Or can it happen yeah. anywhere? I think it can happen anywhere. I, I, I think we've got to remember these guys have been in a bubble and people will say, oh, bubble this and bubble that. And you know, the human element of being in a bubble is ridiculous. You know, it's like being, it's, it's not like, it's not quite like being, no, it's not. I'm not even going to compare it with something like being prisoned or, or things like that. But you are literally, and when things are going well, I can imagine them bubbles being very good places to be. But when things aren't going well, I can only imagine them things being claustrophobic, being you know, not very nice, somewhere where uh, you, you couldn't wish, you know, you wish your worst enemy on. And I think you look at the players now, I sometimes look at these premiership footballers of that, behind closed doors games carried on any longer and the bubbles that were in playing 12 months of the year. And you could see that people were starting to get affected. I can see why Ben Stokes had to do what he did. I'm surprised other people haven't, haven't done that. And the likes of Joss Butler, you know, who has been in these bubbles for a long, long time. I could see why he didn't, if he, he wouldn't have gone, if his family hadn't have gone, I understood that. But I think that's maybe now affecting his cricket. Um, and we have to look after them. I'm not going to, I don't want to, I can be criticized, I can be critical of the shot he played, but I can be understanding in the headspace he's in. Um, so you try not to be as critical, but they have put themselves forward for selection. They've put themselves forward to play. They've done the preparation and unfortunately, they're just not being good enough. But the Ashes has always been five test matches. The Ashes has always been very, very tough. And the Ashes has always been hostile in the environment you're in. Um, but like I said before, I look at this Australian side and I think, you know what? 
there's there's a lot of teams come away from from Australia getting beat beaten badly. Would have murdered this side. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We're going to leave it there. Uh, we will be back after uh, day four. Um, and I mean, let's let's just see where we are, where we are, because I must admit, after day two, I, I came away thinking maybe we've just been too down. You know, maybe it wasn't that bad. And then when I was watching Root Milan bat, I thought I'm so looking forward to just being able to be really positive about something. You know, I was really looking forward to us being able to just change the the narrative. Um, but I think partly the problem has been is that it, I mean, okay, in 2006, just to pick one test, one day, you know, England got off to a bad start, obviously you with the wide and, and, it was pretty evident late, pretty quickly um, that it was going to be a long tour. But, you know, when you look at that 5 0, yeah, Brisbane was very one sided, but Adelaide, England should have either won. I think if Ashley Giles catches Ricky Ponting on the boundary, mm. I think England probably win that game. You go to Melbourne, and okay, England are bundled out cheaply, but New, uh, Australia are 80 odd for four when Kurtzson doesn't give. Andrew Simon's out the most plum LBW decision. Um, if he does, then you're halfway through Australia. They'll probably match our score. You go to Perth and it was, it's a one innings game. And Justin mm. Langer's just been bold. It's been a dismissed first ball by Hoggard, you know, England in the game. And then of course, it's remembered Gilchrist. By, for, for Gilchrist and smashing Panasar into the stand I actually fell asleep. Did I tell you that? I fell asleep on the grass bank. I'd had a heavy <laughs> night. And I was woken up by the crowd going absolutely crazy because Gilchrist was smashing the record. And then, of course, even Sydney, you know, ended. That one, that, 
in that on that day you got you fell asleep got sunburned the roof of my mouth got, got sunburned watching you Chris <laughs> yeah. did it for zip I just throwing a boundary and go ah there it's we go soda. but this this series you know England that, that was a five nil England lost five nil but also remember it was a different time you know memories of 2005 ashes were still very much in our minds it was only the year before and of course that that was what it was all about for Australia they were determined to win but even start, even with that brilliant Australian side and the fact that us, that we were without Michael Vaughan, um, Marcus Triscothic, Mark, Simon Tresco. Jones, Jalo went home after a, a, a after the first, well he should, yeah. should have went home after Probably the first test playing any of Panasonic played the thing but you know even with all that you know we lost our captain uh, and one of our best batsmen. And as you say, we lost uh, one of our best bowlers in Simon Jones. Even and coming up against a team hell bent on beating us, that it looks bad five 0 but mm. we were competing. There's no, there's no competition here at the moment, and it's and there's only- nine. In, it's, there's similarities a little bit when you look at it. If you, if you think my first ball, what happened to Rory Burns got bowled? A lot yeah. of question marks. Got a question marks on the captain Andrew Flintoff. Should it have been Andrew Flintoff or should it have been Andrew Strauss? Well, the team Andrew Flintoff had, we, were, we weren't anywhere near up to playing against this great side. You can throw the captain at, at Joe Root. Joe Root's not had his side that he's wanted to build and develop for the last year and a half. And this is what he's got. The preparation's not been great. And like you said, we played against the best side at, of, you know, of Australia's all time. And, and I don't want to be you know, doom and gloom and two defeatists, but when I see this side, how many more kicks can they have? How many more kicks can they take? You know, I watched Stokes yeah. today. And I, to be honest, I knew I could see what he was trying. More and more, more because I've, I've walked out there. I've walked out there in the middle. I did it at Lords. We got away with it. I did it at the Oval and got away with it, where Freddie was blocking it for a, a bit of time. And he was waiting for 9, 10, 11 to come in to try and get 50 in a crack, try and get 50 in a crack when fields come up. But Ben, I think Ben might have been a bit slightly different to what, from that point of view, Ben's trying to establish himself some time in the middle. Yeah. No time in the middle. That's how I saw it. Do you know what I thought it was? Do you know what, honestly, I thought he looked like he was, he was having a net. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. That's that's exactly right. And it just took somebody to stay with him. Pope stays with him. That was so frustrating with it all. You know, it was like the panic set in and we were only three or four wickets down. Absolutely. Like, oh. Rabbit in the headlight a little bit. So uh, we, we'd say it can only get better. I, I feel for the players. I really do. I feel for the players. I feel for, I feel for the captain big time. I, mean, I, I know what Butler and Burns are going through as senior men, not performing for your captain. Like I mentioned earlier, what I was going through. My best mate was captain. Can you imagine that? What I was feeling. And then I, I feel, I partly feel for the coaching staff, but not as much as I feel for Joe for the simple fact they would have been privy to the decisions that were made with who was getting rested and who was, how they were preparing. You can forget Brisbane raining for two weeks. This has been a, this has been an 18 month preparation for the Ashes. And this is what, this is what's happened. Joe's been given this, we are this preparation. And that's, that, that's what I mean by, I feel sorry for the captain. He's given up a he's given up a chance to play in the IPL, in my opinion, because oh, he could yeah. have played the last two. He won't make and that mistake again. Are you? I tell you what. He, I, once he's head red, 
I'll bring him over the back of the head with that new New Balance bat he's got if he doesn't go in his next IPL auction because he needs to be selfish. He needs to be selfish. ECB's been selfish. Oh, don't get me started. Tom Harrison standing there. Yeah, well, Ashley Giles, one of my mates. You know, the egotistical way that the ECB run and look after cricket at this minute in time needs a whole big shake-up of how they think about what the game of cricket is. You know, we all blame county cricket when we get beaten in the ashes. It's not county cricket's fault. So what, you know, we ha- there, is a need that there needs to be a collective rethink on how we prioritise and what we're trying to do because at this minute in time, yeah, the, if, the, if they say the white ball team's working and that's their priority and they're happy to get beat 5 million in the ashes, then fine. Yeah, from a money, monetary point of view, a marketing point of view, a broadcasting point of view, if that's where they feel as though this is the best way for the ECB to go forward, they're the ones in position, they're the ones in power, that's fine. If, we, if, the, if, the, if, if people like me don't feel that's like right, we stand up and be counted and try and challenge and make sure that things change. Because yeah, are we as bad as what, what they are? Because we're not challenging them. Well, my, I, am, I am challenging them now because something needs to change to make our team, our teams better collectively. We've got the best white ball team in the world. We need to now make sure that alongside that, we've got the best red ball team in the world because the seven players played red, red ball cricket really only in this test team in the second test match against Adelaide against a, against a, a, a decent but not a great Australian side. And we're getting a pants pulled down and we're getting embarrassed. We'll be back in 24 hours. Let's see what we, uh, what we talk about. Uh, you're listening to our, uh, the following on podcast. Thanks for joining myself, John Norman, Steve Harmison. And yes, uh, let's, let's get some, let's get some kip and hopefully England put up a better performance on day four. Uh, you've been listening to following on. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's the place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.